You're listening to the Tour Station Western League podcast with Ian Knockholz and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 22 of the Tool Station Western League podcast, the first of 2023. My name's Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome on the line Tom Hiscott, the editor of the Tool Station Western League Bulletin. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. Happy, happy New Year to you. I'm doing Happy uh, New Year uh, to you. <laughs> how you how did you see in the new year? Just a little quiet affair with a few, few friends, you know. Uh, couple of fireworks and stuff like that so it's yeah it's quite nice actually uh how about yourself um i well i i was i was accompanied by the coronavirus because oh. <laughs> of course we haven't we haven't um, put that behind us yet have we um so but no it was it was fine we you know we were we were all holed up in knock old towers feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves i think actually to be fair i may have fallen asleep so my wife had to wake me up at the at the at midnight but um anyway a good time a good time was had by all and of course uh, we had a pretty full schedule, didn't we? On um, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it New Year's Day, but it was the sort of uh, it was January the second's um, mm. fixtures. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to any of the games. I would have liked to have done, but um, I didn't really want to share my my germs with anybody. Um, with the uh, increased attendance, there would have been less free space. Well, very much so. Yes, <laughs> yeah, socially distancing and all that. Yeah. Um, we will kick off. Uh, then our review of uh, the fixtures from Monday, the 2nd of January, um, in the Premier Division with Barnstable Town. Now, of course, league leaders Saltash United have had a very good season so far, but the wheels do look like they're certain. Well, if they're not coming off, they're sort of shaking a bit. And um, Barnstable here, um, a notable win, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, yeah, a goalless, uh, goalless uh, outing for, for Saltash, which is uh, yeah pretty rare these days, isn't it? So yeah, they suffered a two-nil, two-nil defeat at Barnstable. Uh, it, well, in fact, the whole game was goalless for 72 minutes, so it was, it was a tight affair to be, uh, to uh, yeah, to not knock not knock Saltash too much, but they conceded a couple of late goals. Um, uh, Stu Bowker breaking through, uh, as I say, with about 18 minutes left on the clock to put Barnstable in lead. Uh, and then it was uh, Matty Andrews scoring in stoppage time, uh, doubling their advantage. So, uh, yeah, real, real good outing for, for Vance for beating uh, tabletopper Saltash. And our next game features Cadbury Heath against Ashton and Backwell United. And Ashton and Backwell are on something of a charge, Tom. Yeah, perfect uh, festive period for them. A, a real, real strong... Real strong outing to follow up their uh, yeah their Boxing Day win over Kenshin. So uh, the, yeah, the Stags doing doing well at the moment and pretty pretty one sided this one as well to be honest. Uh, Mars Hardage scoring a, a long ranger early in the second half uh, and then from there they really yeah did push on. Alfie Cummings uh, and then a solo run and finish from Joe Catmull soon after made it three uh, nil. Yeah, an away victory uh, to save it. Uh, Ali Boyer did play uh, play him a late uh, late consolation for the Heath, uh, but uh, yeah another real good win for Ashton and Backwell. Now, there's a sense of deja vu around our next fixture because I think last week on the podcast I talked about the league leaders dropping points and presenting an opportunity for the team um, doing the chasing. And um, Bridgewater United, they were away at Falmouth Town. Saltash, of course, as we've heard, um, dropping points at Barnstable Town. But Bridgewater, yet again, failed to be able to um, um, take any advantage, Tom. Yeah, they did. Uh, a big, well, pretty... Pretty heavy defeat. Uh, 4-1 they suffered uh, a defeat to uh, Falmouth on, on uh, I was about to say Saturday. It probably wasn't Saturday. Lost track of years. The second, I know that. Uh, but yes, a good, win, a good win for Falmouth. I think it was Monday, wasn't it? Uh, so there we go. Uh, and obviously for Falmouth, um, amazing. Amazing couple of days for them. Toppled uh, soft touch on Boxing Day. 
And so, yeah, they would have been well, pretty, pretty, pretty confident side coming into this one. It definitely showed during the early stages. Luke Garner uh, putting them ahead after 15 minutes. Uh, Bridgewater did get back on, on level terms, however. Uh, Jack Fawn heading home. Uh, obviously, he was the uh, yeah mid-season signing from Nailsy and Tickerton. He was tearing up the first division. So, uh, good to see him on the score sheet for them. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was as good as it got for for the visitors. And it was uh, yeah, Falmouth um, yeah very much uh, in the ascendancy for the re- remainder of the game. Tim Nixon curling home their second, uh, so they uh, retaking the lead uh, towards the end of the first half. That one, uh, and then it was Luke Brabin uh, putting them. Putting the free one up with about 20 minutes or so left, I think. Uh, and then it was Marcelo Jones scoring from the penalty spot pretty late on. I think it was him uh, who was fouled in the box. Uh, and then he, yeah, dusted himself down and, and tucked home the penalty. So, uh, yeah, real real good stuff from Falmer for uh, uh, well, a festive double saver. Absolutely. And our last game to feature in the Premier Division was Sherbourne Town. Uh, they took on Ilfracombe Town and um, honours to Dorset. Yes, uh, the home side uh, coming coming home with a two-one win, so a real well, pretty important win for them, I would say. Uh, not been uh, not been as uh, yeah, obviously very unlikely to have been the case, but not as rampant as they were in the first division last year. So uh, yeah, um, enjoying life, I would say, in the Premier Division, but not not too many wins uh, so far. So this one, yeah, will be will be good for them. Good start to the uh, the uh, the calendar year. Two-one uh, over Ilford Croom. Uh, they did go ahead through Tom Budden, uh, but they were pegged back. Uh, Harry Stevens, Elfa Coombe's top scorer, he's scored from the spot uh, to make it one of these. Uh, and then on the 72nd minute, it was Henry Lawrence Napier uh, scoring what turned out to be the winner. Uh, and the, yeah, the Zebras managed to hold on uh, and uh, yeah, claim that victory. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast, uh, John Bowers, the chairman of Sherbourne Town. John, thank you very much for taking the time um, to speak to me. And um, we get to look back on a win um, at the weekend. You must be absolutely delighted with that. It's a bit of a little while to come. The results haven't gone for us. It wasn't only the the win, it was the performance which I was really pleased with. Uh, And to be honest with you, we probably performed as well as that on a few occasions this season and and got nothing from the game. so to beat a side that are a long-established um, Premier Division side and with the performance was very encouraging, uh, made my weekend. I mean, I, I appreciate that it's been a while since a win, but you, you have had a couple of draws in the um, uh, in the league, in, uh, in, in, well, certainly at the end of last year. I mean, do you think that your performances, you know, has this been coming? Do you think that perhaps one of those draws against either Street or Ashton and Backwell, you could have, you could have turned round into a win? Undoubtedly. Uh, the Ashton Backwell game, to be fair, could have gone either way. Uh, 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 you know, they, they scored a very late winner when they played us at our place. And it was a, it was a good advert, of, 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 probably not a classic football, but it was a really, really good game. The street game, and, and no disrespect to street, I thought over 90 minutes we were the better side. The first half was probably even. We gave away a silly goal, but we took the point at that stage. So the season has been, I suppose, disappointing. I don't really, I wouldn't. Not sure. I mean, is that that's the correct word? We feel that we were better than where our, our league position uh, shows. You know, I think we're four off the bottom. But if you look at it, two wins shoot you at the table. Maybe three because it is stretching a bit. But it does seem apparent that any team can beat any other team on the day in this in this division for sure. I guess this is part of the reality of you know going from a situation where you were winning most weeks. You know, last season when when you when you won the first division. 
you know, inevitably it was going to be a step up coming into the to the Premier Division. I mean, is that how how you see it? Have you noticed an improvement in the standard of the football you're watching every week? First of all, I'll just go back to your first comment because I love repeating this, but we finished last season on 21 back-to-back wins, which you know you can't even see what it feel like. Remember what it feel like to lose a game. So this year, uh, I'm not surprisingly been has been an eye opener. And yes, if you can see, there is a there is a gap, quite a big gap to be honest with you. I think the sides you come up against seem to be a little bit faster, a little bit more physical, a little bit more streetwise. So it's about us adapting to that, which I think we are, albeit slowly. There's definitely a gap there, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so it's up to us to step up to the mark. Uh, we've, we've more or less got the same team that we had last year. I think we've got one, I think we lost one player, maybe two. Well, we did lose two, but one came back. Um, so they're decimated by injury. And I'm not using that as an excuse because that's football and every team gets their injuries. So I'm not going to moan, moan about that. It's not good. We haven't been able to, to fill the side we want to fill. But that's football, and that happens to every side. So we just get on with it. And every player that's come into the side from the reserves or where have you has always put in 100%. A little bit disappointed, again, not disappointed, upsetting at the fact that we played the top sides, and they're all very complimentary about how we played and, you know, one of the best sides we played this season. And that's lovely to hear. But I'd rather say that we were not very good and we had three points to go home with or, or in the bag. Um, you know, it's nice to have comp- good compliments, but points are what we're all about. And, and we have given, I don't think anyone's really outplayed us. I've not seen a side that been outstanding, probably. And again, no disrespect to the other top boys. Marshall came and did a great job on us. They, they do look the, the full piece. Uh, we gave Bridgewater a run for the money down there. Um, and I look forward to them coming to us because I, I think we've got enough about us. And certainly talking to the manager this week, the, the, the team is still as upbeat as they were last year winning the league. So the morale's very high. Um, we've strengthened the squad a little bit over the last 10 days. We did have a period of not playing any games with the weather, and that's always disappointing. But I'm, I'm not concerned at all about how the season's going. You know, you mentioned there, Mousel. Obviously, you, you beat Il Fakoum at the, at, the, at the weekend, and I know you've had games recently um, with Saltash and with, with Tor Point as well. And when we look ahead to next season and the, you know, the plans to merge the Western League with the with the Southwest Peninsula League, you know, those games you might not be playing those sides um, next season, depending on how the sort of the geography is split. I mean, is that is the competitor in you, John, um, sad about that, or does the businessman then you think, well, at least that's um, you know a trip down to Penzance we we don't have to we don't have to make next season. The latter, I think. Um, as much as it, it, this season, uh, it's good to go, good to go to these places uh, on a one-off. Uh, you know, travel by coach, spend a lot of money on buses to get up and down that uh, A30. Um, and you know, there will be part of me that misses it, but part of me, the business element as a club, financially, it'll be a blessing. Um, I, I, I understand the FA want to get all these teams in a place. But the actual structure of having thinking teams with our finances can travel those distances, there's no longevity in that. It would drive us all out of business. A lot of clubs have just finished. We, we, we're, this season's a bit of a novelty. We're getting, we're getting supporters to travel. We've got a bus going to, although it's not a long hike, but we're going down to Buckland on Saturday and we've got a coach and it's sold out. Uh, you know, the, the same with Falmouth. Well, Falmouth game, it didn't happen, but we still went to Falmouth. We, so we've done well on that score. And I think it, if they had to play their next season again, that you might struggle 
the novelty might wear off. So I'll, I'll be very happy that it gets more regionalised, certainly from a business aspect. Uh, and nice it is to travel in a coach and with your players, and it is a bonding thing. There's no doubt about that. But it's a better trip home when you've got some points in the bag, and, and, and that has not always been the case. We drew at Helston, uh, uh, lost at um, uh, Mousel. Uh, so, you know, those trips, it's always much better to win. So, yes, it is hard work. My my business has said it's it's not it's not doable long term. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to next season and new places to go. One of the reasons I love getting you on the podcast, John, is because it, I don't think we hear enough from um, chairman. It's always great to hear from you because you're such an enthusiastic chairman. You're obviously a fan as well. But there is an economic case for football clubs at our level and um, I'm just interested you've talked a little bit obviously about the travel issues there but I just wonder about the weather disruption because of course obviously we, our fixtures were pretty much decimated in, in December I mean what impact has that had on the club's income when you lose games does that does that hit you in the pocket? There's, there's, most definitely there's two ways it hits you in the pocket one you, you, so we missed I think it's two home games uh, so that money's not dribbling, so your cash flow's affected. Uh, on a Saturday, people like to have a drink after the game, uh, and they'll spend more money over the bar. On a Wednesday, not so. So the minute that game goes to a Wednesday night game, the revenue's not going to be the same from a Saturday night, uh, you know, Saturday evening after after the, the game's concluded. So, yes, it does affect us. Um, you know, I talk about, and we talk about it being a, a challenge on the pitch, uh, this season, I can tell you, it's one hell of a financial challenge for clubs like us. Uh, and I think there's a lot that are like us that, are, that are, I wouldn't say we're hand the mouth, but we still got to find those pennies somewhere. Uh, you know, and, and it is hard work. I don't, I don't think it, it could be carried on like it was. I, I think that it would have all fell apart. I think that the regionalisation will make life better. Bit sad, but really, our closest team, local rival, local derby wise, is Street. You know, it's always great when we play the Wing Canton. Um, you, you get that many people through the gate. And, and I do look at it. You know, if I go in the bar after a game and it's heaving, that's as good as a 5 nil win, no matter what the score was on the day. Because, you know, and people don't see that. They, don't, they forget that we need that money, you know, because we, we don't survive. And, and, and it's hard work. We'll be okay. You know, Sherman will be okay. There's no doubt about that. But it is hard work. And, you know, the treasure phones you up when I've Asked that you know the players need wages and he comes us the first month we play monthly and he said this isn't going to go on all season I said well yeah it is really they had a lot of games at the beginning so it was a, a dear month but every month you know those those wages stroke expenses have got to be paid you know our electric bills doubled um, you know p- people don't see that but we've only put our gate entry up by a pound you know so it, it is hard work it's something we just got to get on with really. Looking back at the the football side of things, you mentioned you, you've got this game away at Buckland, and I'm reminded of my trip to Buckland um, this season when we did a, a collection, a bucket collection with with Devon Mind, and of course, um, I, I also visited you at Sherborne, and I, I was I can I can say this for for both clubs, Buckland and Sherborne. I mean, we've been welcomed across every club we visited with our mental health campaign. But the the commitment and the welcome and the generosity of the people of the supporters of Sherborne Town and of Buckland Athletic was was un, unparalleled. I, I think John, you and your fans are going to have a, have a wonderful um, visit to Homer's Heath because it's a fantastic club. I, I haven't been there for a number of seasons because um, 
I thought I haven't been there as chairman. I went there last time because my son was playing, I think, and uh, it was back the season before I became chairman. So I know it's a great venue. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's not too far. Sat on the bus is a couple hours. Um, I think our commercial manager, Sam Bowers, has managed to uh, book a pub stop on the way home. So hopefully it'll be a celebratory stop and not a commiseration stop. Um, so we're looking forward to that. It's, it's a nice part of the country. Uh, it's not very far away. And then it's Shepton Mallet, isn't it, on the 14th? And I, I wonder, when you look at a club like Shepton Mallet, do you think that there's a blueprint there for a team like Sherbourne? You know, if you can consolidate your position in Step 5, if you can build the infrastructure around the club, add to the playing staff, Shepton Mallet are a team that's now really competing at the top end of, um, of uh, the Western League Premier Division. Is that the blueprint for Sherbourne? Yeah, I think so. To be honest, you know, it's not, I mean, my memories. I've got a memory of of Shepton. It's not a good one. Not not for their their problem, but ours. I went there my first year as chairman when we got relegated. I think we lost ten one, and it was probably one of the worst nights of my entire life uh, as a football, certainly as chairman and football supporter. That you know, we were absolutely pulled to pieces. So I always think of that loss when I think about Shepton Mount, and I shouldn't really because it's a nice club. And you're right, it is a blueprint for us. And you know, I see their management team also. They, you know, one of their management team. Ex-Sherborne player, um, which I think they're, they're doing a great job there, and they're a, a, a good unit to play against. I can't remember the score when they came to us, but they did beat us, um, and, and they looked the better side, no doubt about that. And of course, that's where we want to be, Ian. We, you know, we take a bit from every club that we visit, every team that visits us. We we talk to them. We talk to clubs when we go away. We talk to other chairmen. We try and take a bit away from every place we go. You know what we're like at Sherborne. We're, we, 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 we don't moan about it. We try and get on with it. Uh, and sometimes we've got a lot to moan about, but we just get on with it. And it's a challenge. And, and it's a challenge that I and we embrace as a club. I, I, to be honest, I get excited about you know how we're doing. I'm disappointed that, that we're down the bottom of the league halfway through the season. But we ain't going to finish down the bottom of the league or down, down in that bottom section. I'm, I'm quite sure of that. We're better side than that. Um, the only other thing is, when you look at the games coming, you can't see an easy game any, anywhere. And, you know, we went to Tor Point, and they were probably one off the bottom, and I think they beat us 5-2, uh, 5-3 on the day after we were 2-0 up. And, and we thought that was a poor result. It was a poor result. But I see they think, I think they, did they beat Saltash at the weekend down there? You know, so it shows you that even the sides are down the bottom. There's no bad sides in this in this division. So it is a challenge, challenge we embrace. I've said last season I was excited about this season, and I am, and still am, and I'll be excited about next season as much as if not even more. And and dare we dream about a cup run? Because um, later in the month you're uh, you're in Les Phillips Cup action at Rally Grove against um, FC Bristol. Now I mean I'm sure your main priority is survival in the Premier Division, but I mean. Uh, a nice little cup run, I'm sure, will do the club coffers a world of good. I, I think, yes, it will. It's also about, you know, the morale and, and the confidence in the team uh, when you're playing well and, and, you, and you're doing well in the cup. Uh, you know, it was always my dream to get us promoted, which we've done. Uh, and my other dream is to have a good cup run in the Vars or the FA Cup. Um, uh, and we don't seem to be very lucky in the FA Cup or the Vars. Also, incredibly important financially, that we do well in those cuts, which we haven't, to be honest. So, you know, bring on uh, SC Bristol. We always got on very well with those lads up there. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. It's not be good to see them because we haven't, didn't think we'd have that opportunity this season. Um, I'm not sure because of our injury problems. 
you know, we, we need to take it seriously, but it is difficult sometimes when you've got players that are struggling with a knock and then you've got to play midweek in a cup game. Um, but I know the management team always feel the side that they always feel confident can win the game. They don't send a side out that's not capable of winning a game. So it is important, and it's also great for morale. Excellent, John. Thank you so much, as always, for your time, and I look forward to catching up with you later in the season. If you're thinking, Tool Station, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Tool Station. With over 300 branches, there's always a Tool Station near you. Now looking in the first division, and we're going to kick off Gillingham Town. They took on Warminster Town. Gillingham, of course, have been in rampant form uh, of late, um, but so have Warminster, and it was the Wiltshire side that took away all three points. Yeah, it was uh, 2-0 win uh, for Warminster. They're another side that, yeah, we're all starting to starting to find their feet, I think. And it was Corey Gardner and James Vincent uh, scoring in either half for them. Uh, a 2-0 win uh, away at Gillingham. So, yeah, a big win for big win for Warminster. And, yeah, I like, I like the direction they're going at the moment. Our next game uh, features Radstock Town. They were at home to Bishop Sutton. And this was the, only the second win in the league for the Miners mm-hmm. this season, Tom. Yeah, I bet you're glad we picked this one to, to concentrate on. Uh, yeah, it's starting the year on a on a massive high. I think the Radstock, uh, yeah, three 0 win uh, for them over over Bishop Sutton. It's probably their uh, probably their standout result of the season. I think you'd have to say. Uh, obviously, uh, one as we say, one one previous victory earlier in the season coming in early November. So it's been a, a long time between drinks. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, fantastic performance. Couple of goals for Corey Rawlings in this one, and then another one from Jay, uh, Will, Will Osborne. Sorry. Uh, giving them the free no win, so uh, yeah, hopefully uh, signs of signs of things to come for Radstock. Well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Tool Station Western League podcast Ray Johnson, the manager of Radstock Town. Um, Ray, thanks very much for taking the time to speak. Um, and um, when we last spoke, I got the impression that this Radstock job was proving one of the toughest that you'd had in management. Um, you had a pretty big um, rebuilding job. Um, on your hands but since since then you've moved off the bottom of the first division and now you've picked up your second win of the season so does this mean that the green shoots of recovery are starting to show at Southfield's recreation ground sometimes yes and sometimes no um, we do we do a lot of good things well at the minute with the, uh, with, the, with the squad we've got now we do a lot of good things well um, but we do a lot of the basic things wrong sometimes Put it this way: If I had this squad at the start of the season, we'd be we'd be like mid-table pushing the Europa spots. We've we've used over 50 players so far this season, um, so that that's that, that highlights sort of where we've been in terms of bank stealing and borrowing to get players in to fulfil fixtures and and, and and stuff. We're, we're now in a position where I think we could be competitive in most of the games we play, and um, yeah, and on that basis, we've just got to keep pushing forward. It has been frustrating. There's been times where um, me and Elliot have like had to get our heads together and go like, are we are we actually doing the right thing here? Like you know, are we? Yeah, you know, we've questioned ourselves. We've 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 like questioned our ability and stuff like that. But as it turns out, um, it was just a case of plodding on, believing in the process, and bit by bit, player by player, we're improving it. We're pr- improving the squad every single week. There's always another one in that improves the squad. And now we're we're at a position now where we're we're getting players in to improve the squad rather than to just get games fulfilled. Um, so yes, we're. 
we're in a better state now than we were before. Obviously, the weather has been playing havoc with our fixtures in the run-up to Christmas. But, I mean, did that provide you with a bit of an opportunity to have a sort of another pre-season, you know, to look at the squad, to tra- you know, to work to get some more players in? Have you been able to use those breaks to your benefit? To be, to be honest, I, I think I think we'd rather just keep plodding on because the, like, the, the, the way to learn is to, is to, keep, is to keep playing. We've, we've not been a million miles away in terms of availability. People have been... Um, becoming more available, and as the squad improves, people seem to want to make themselves more available. Too scared of getting out the side rather than just expecting. So we're we're we're, get, we're at a better place now than we've we've been before. And and Saturday was like the sort of the sort of realization that that's 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 actually happening. Um, so tell us a bit about Saturday then. That win over Bishop Sutton was that your best performance this season? We've shown glimpses of how we played in in lots of games. And unfortunately, we've not been able to continue what we've done. Uh, not, we've not been con- able to continue that for 90 minutes. So, like, and, and we've had all the bits of luck. We've had like iffy ref decisions. We've had like deflections. We've had like individual mistakes, and and then that seems to knock us back quite a bit. Like the confidence has been that low. Uh, Saturday, uh, Monday's game, we started well, finished well, and the bit in the middle was pretty good as well. So <laughs> it, it's a shame. It, it's a shame we didn't have our shooting boots on because. Like the score might have been a little bit more. Um, I, I'm, I'm fully aware we caught them on an off day. They hadn't played for five or six weeks before, beforehand, and um, there's no way that if we were to play them again tomorrow, there's no way that we would um, we would have the the game that much in our favour if we played it again. But um, but we we needed that to be honest. We not so much the result, but we needed the performance. The performance was incredible in comparison to what we've produced. Uh, prior, but um, you know we got lucky. There was a there was a deflected uh, there was a goal that was offside that was given offside, um, and I dread to think at, at one, when we were at one nil up, and I dread to think what that effect that would have had on the side if if they'd have scored it, like if that would have counted. So fortunately, on this occasion, it, it, we got the rubber the green, which we haven't been having, and we've made the most of it. Obviously, we talked about the rebuilding job, but but I know that, that you know you were trying to bring through some younger players uh, is that still the case or in order to try and sort of overcome some of the challenges of some of the setbacks you talked about in terms of confidence you know when you when you when you've had a poor performance have you tried to sort of blend a bit more you uh, experience in with the youth yeah but it's got to be the right person I've, I've never been one of those that particularly cares too much about um, uh, people's age I just I, I'll just go on ability so if yeah I mean look you do need a mix you do need you do need a couple of older heads in there that have got a bit of nice and a bit of game management about themselves. But, you know, I've got some young players that I've got some young players um, in the team that can, that are starting to learn how to game manage and um, learning how to see things out and learning how to do the right things at the right time. And, you know, so I, age doesn't, age isn't a problem for me. It, it's, um, it, it's, if I'm being honest, the last, Four signings I've made. I think three of them have been under eight. They've been eighteen or under. So you know, and those have been real quality additions to the squad. So yeah, we just keep pushing forward. And I don't really care about age um, or experience as long as they're producing what I want them to. So is it going to be a tale of two seasons for Radstock Town? Um, obviously, we. In fact, I think we had a conversation last time. We spoke about how well Gillingham have done to turn their season around. Do you think that that's something that now you've, you know, you've you've got some positive results under your belt? Do you think the second half of the season could be one that you know Miners fans can be looking forward to with some optimism? 
I think anyone that come and watch Saturday would see the way that we played and was and would be like, well, we've been waiting for that all season. Thank God for that, you know. So if you saw us for the first time on on Monday, you'd come and back and watch. But um, my challenge to the players will be now that it's no matter how well you played, it's only worth three points. And before then, you'd only won one game up to Christmas. So you know it's time to get the feet back on the ground and get them to start keep working hard to reproduce what they've done. It's so, like anything. Anything less than that is, is you know, they're doing themselves in the club of disservice. So, you know, that's where we that's where we are now. It's this this right, you sure you can do it. Me as a manager has got to use my sort of psychological skills on them and just say, right, you've done nothing now, it's only worth three points. If you if you don't kick on from there now, then it's wasted. So, you know, that's that's where, you know, when when we've had our losses I've got to pick them up and when we've now that we've had a win, I can now try and drive them forward. Because it's going to be a busy old January for you, isn't it? As long as the weather gods don't interfere with the fixture list again. And um, it gets underway in pretty um, daunting style. You've got a, a game this Saturday away at Bristol Telephones, and I'm sure that won't be easy. And then you take on Nailsey and Tickenham and Wells City. And, I mean, are they almost three hits for you in your side? Is it just a question of seeing, of putting a team out and seeing how well they can play against the two top teams in the division? I'll never be... The, the kind of manager that is of a mindset that I'm prepared to forego three points no matter who it's against, no matter what side I've got. The, the bizarre thing about management is, if I if I try and explain it, is that I could be I could have my Radstock Radstock Town team from the start of the season, and we could draw Man United in the FA Cup, and I'd still I'd still fancy the way that your mind your mind works is like look the, the likelihood is that we're slim, but if we do this game plan and it, and this player is available and and we get a, a little bit of there's, there's a way that you could you know you, you, you convince yourself that you're you're going to be all right do you know what I mean you, you convince yourself you could make a result so yes Nelson and Tickenham are by far the best side in our league from the games that I've seen accompanied with Briz and Wells but yeah I'm not going to just take them as free hits and because that if I give that mindset to the boys then you know that 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 will come across and they'll drop their standards be thinking ah oh, well it doesn't matter if we don't win this that's that's not a, that's not a mentality I'm prepared to live with right thanks. As always, um, for giving up the time to speak to us on the podcast. And, of course, thank you, as always, for your candour. And I look forward to catching up with you later in the season. Uh, Now, Wells City, uh, of course, uh, our league leaders. Um, uh, They were at home to Cheddar. But, Tom, this was a tight affair. Yeah, absolutely. They had to come from behind to to claim the three points in this one. They were, yeah, really pushed. And it was, uh, yeah, a pretty, uh, pretty... Pretty chaotic afternoon. There was plenty going on. Uh, Lewis Chapel firing uh, Cheddar ahead, as I said, after only 10 minutes. So a real good start for, for the visitors. And, uh, yeah, as I said, it looked like it was going to be a tough afternoon for Wells. And that proved to be the case uh, with Adam Wright, formerly of Cheddar, uh, having a penalty saved So uh, against this one side. So that would have been... Um, yeah, that would have been tough to take. But uh, yeah, fortunately, that wasn't um, that wasn't uh, wasn't weighing on their minds for too long. And uh, Craig Herod scoring just before half time, I think the 44th minute, that one popped up, uh, scoring the equaliser. As I say, so giving Wells uh, plenty of impetus into the second half. And wouldn't you know, it was it was Adam Wright, as I say, the man who playing against his former side uh, made amends for the the earlier penalty blunder, and uh, yeah, secured all three points for the host. Uh, I think it was about 10 minutes into the second half where he. Put them ahead, and uh, yeah, the, uh, the the league leaders managed to hold on. So uh, a good win for Wales, uh, come from behind, victory over Cheddar. And finally, in the first division, uh, Wing Canton Town against Odd Down. If our last game was a close affair, <laughs> then uh, I think we can safely say that this game wasn't. I'd love to call it a nine-goal thriller, Tom. But <laughs> if you were an Odd Down fan, then it wasn't particularly thrilling. 
I wouldn't have thought so. No, they uh, yeah, a couple of consolation goals for them, but seven of the uh, nine uh, going in Wincanton's favour. Uh, the returning Jamie Garner uh, really uh, yeah really coming to the fore. He scored a hat trick in this one. Uh, uh, also um, the likes of uh, Jamie Thompson and Cam Veer getting on the score sheet. Uh, Louis Owen adding the late seventh as well. So yeah, uh, a fantastic result for for Wincanton. Tough one to tough one to open the uh, open the year for for Roddam. Maybe uh, yeah maybe. Uh, Couple of uh, couple of worse for wear uh, members of their side. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, rebound quickly. They've had a, a pretty good season to date, so uh, hopefully it's just a just a blip for the Bath side. Absolutely, um, but we can safely say that Wink and Town were definitely at the races. I was waiting for you to say that. So yes, I know that's the absolutely. first one. That's the yeah. first one of 2023. Start the year on a high. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> setting the tone. <laughs> um, we'll have a look at the upcoming fixtures, Tom. Um, these are games taking place on Saturday, the seventh of January. What's your pick of the games in the Premier Division? So I've got, I've, I've, I've stolen the uh, the obvious pick. I think it's Bridgewater Mausel, isn't it? Second v third, uh, Mausel. Yeah, they've we've, we've sort of looked at the looked at the tables recently, and they have those games in hand on the top two still. So this, although it obviously isn't a game in hand, but if they can, uh, yeah, close the gap. Uh, to, to Bridgewater, who've obviously uh, had a little bit of a tough time, only one point from their six uh, over Boxing Day and, and the New Year's fixture. So, uh, yeah, if Mausel, uh, if well, if they can go there and win, that'll be fantastic. But likewise, if Bridgewater can rebound and, and uh, beat the third place side, they'll put a bit of a, bit of a gap between them and uh, them and the Chasers. So, uh, yeah, big, big game uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the game I'm going for is a Somerset clash between Street and Clevedon. Um, this is a, a match between two sides locked in mid-table. Um, Clevedon are in 10th, Street are in 11th. And if Street win this, uh, then they will have the opportunity to go above their opponents. Um, so plenty to play for uh, in that Somerset derby. Uh, and Tom, we look in the first division. What games have caught your eye there? Plump four, Gillingham versus Brislington. So Gills, uh, yeah, I think uh, a team that, yeah, we we yeah we concentrate on quite a lot. To be fair, I think most most weeks plenty going on there, isn't there? In terms of in terms of entertaining games and and fightbacks and whatnot. So yeah, they host the Brislington side, uh, who are towards the top of the table, and they did actually beat Brislington uh, earlier in the season. It was a one nil victory uh, on that occasion. But I think there's going to be goals in this one. Uh, so I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Obviously, Brislington maybe with a little bit of uh, revenge on their mind and they're also definitely chasing the uh, the, the top two in the, in the first division so a, a big win needed for them uh, but Gillingham will not be easy to, easy to defeat no no that's going to be a fascinating clash uh, and um, just to be consistent I'm going to go for another um, uh, game between two sides very close to each other in the table FC Bristol are at home to Shire Hampton FC Bristol are in fifth Shire Hampton um, are in sixth and if Shire Hampton take all three points then they will have the opportunity to go above their hosts albeit only on goal difference so um again plenty to play for here and of course fc bristol and shirehampton two sides not separated by a huge amount of um of distance um, um those two bristol based clubs uh right uh we won't do the uh the, the league tables today because we did them last week and we'll probably do them next week but um mm -hmm. tom can you give us a, a rundown on who are Leading goal scorers are, of course, yeah. So, uh, so to look at it, we'd say about half of the season, wouldn't we? So that's where we're, we're placed at the moment. So uh, we're going to go with league league scores, uh, league goals only. Sorry, at the moment. Uh, so in the Prem, uh, we've got Jake Brown of Bridgewater uh, leading the way. He's on 16. 
and then a couple of a uh, couple of guys on on 14. We've got Harry Stevens who uh, scored on the weekend, as we was mentioned for Ilfracoom. He's on up to 14, and Curtis Damarell of Tor Point also on 14, and then you've got Harry Foster. Uh, of Street on 13, and Ruben Wilson, who was also on the score sheet on the weekend for Helston, he's now reached 12 league goals. Uh, and down in the first division, you've got a couple of couple of chaps who've reached the 20 20 margin, 20 goal margin. Luke Bryan of Odd Down uh, headed the way last year, and he's top of the top top of the pops again so far this year. 23 league goals for Odd Down. Uh, FC Bristol Sasha Tong hot on his tails. He's on 22, and then you've got Adam Wright, as we mentioned. Uh, plenty going on for him on, on the weekend. Uh, he was uh, among the, well, scored the winner for Wales, didn't he? Uh, 19 league goals he's now got. So that's how the top three sit in the in the first division. And uh, yeah, that's how we, we're, we're in play at the moment. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Tom, we have, of course, been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Uh, where can the listeners find that? Of course, yes. Yeah, so that is on the uh, Tool Station Western League uh, website. Uh, if you go scroll about halfway down, it's just on the left-hand side. There's a little tab you can click on, and that takes you to the uh, yeah the most recent documents. Marvelous stuff, Tom. Thank you very much um, for your assistance uh, this week. Pleasure as always. Um, you, with, with a bit of luck and a following win, you'll be getting the week off next week because we we hope to have a, a slightly different format of the podcast um, to bring you. But uh, if that falls through, then I'm sure that we'll be hauling you off the bench in mm. extra time um, to, to to hopefully take us to penalties um but um, with with that in mind tom thank you very much and of course you have been listening to the tool station western league podcast